and welcome back to another episode of the Scranton Talks podcast. Are you an aspiring filmmaker? Do you love film? Or are you new to filmmaking? Scranton Talks is the podcast for you. It's full of inspirational, informative, and fun talks with filmmakers and creatives about their projects and their journeys. Scranton Talks is part of the Independent Film Creative Hub, based in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Host Luz Cabrales and myself, Desiree Zielinski, founded the Independent Film Creative Hub, which is geared to help filmmakers reach their potential and becoming successful creative artists. And Happy New Year to everyone. We are in our third season of Scranton Talks, which is mind-blowing for Luce and I for how far we've come. So thrilled and happy that you can join us for another episode. There's some great events happening in Northeast Pennsylvania, so be sure to listen up and save the dates on your calendar. Uh, First off, we have a local creative group called Nipa Creative. They're having their creative meetup, and this will be a filmmaker panel discussion, which will be happening on Tuesday, January 17th at 5 o'clock at the Think Center in downtown Wilkes-Barre. Luce and I have the honor and pleasure of being on that panel, along with some very talented filmmakers from our region. We'll be discussing our experience on this filmmaker panel and have a Q&A and show our short films following the panel discussion. You can register for free for this event through the Wyoming Valley Chamber of Commerce website, just so they have a headcount. They usually provide snacks and drinks at their creative meetups, so just so they know they have enough for everyone who shows up. But it's free to attend if you want to come out to the Think Center on January 17th. Also, make sure you save the date for the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival that's happening on April 14th, 15th, and 16th of 2023. More details coming soon as it gets closer, but the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival is hosted by the Waverly Community House in partnership with WVIA. That's so exciting. Looking forward to that. And we'll be showing the Mystery Box Film Challenge films there as well, so that'll be great. And we'll also have the NEPA Film Society. We'll be having their Indie Filmmaker Meetup again. This will be on Saturday, January 28th at Commonwealth Coffee House in downtown Scranton. Uh, this is a casual event to come together, hang out, and network for all the film enthusiasts and filmmakers of Northeast Pennsylvania and beyond. We talk, we share current projects, or we vent, and, we, and our goal is to help support each other and strengthen the local film, filmmaker community here. If you're not a filmmaker but you love movies, you can come hang out with us and talk about movies and everything, so be on the lookout for that. And then looking forward to the summer, there is the NEPA Horror Fest 2023 Spooky Summer 3, an all-day festival celebrating horror films, alternative visual art, local music, and more, happening on Saturday, January... Not January. Jeez. It's not January. (laughs) Happening on Saturday, June 17th, (laughs) at the Circle Drive-In in Dixon City. Tickets are on sale now, so look on Facebook on their website to get tickets. It's on June... 17th, not January 17th. Uh, yeah, Nipa Horror Fest, Spooky Summer 3, Saturday, June 17th at the Circle Drive-In in Dixon City if you love horror films, so be sure to check that out. But on today's episode of Scranton Talks, we had the pleasure of talking with writer-director Rory Colorossi and cinematographer Matthew Weiss of Ravenview Productions. Ravenview Productions is an energetic team of inspired creatives who have created a safe, ego-free environment dedicated to the love of crafting of cinema. 
Ravenview Productions has finished their first film, The Burden of Beauty, which is now an official selection of Kevin Smith's Modcastle Film Festival. The company's second film, Love at First Sight, is currently in production with additional slated projects, A Cruel Thief and The Great Descent, on deck for a near future. While crafting genuine, evocative stories is always a priority, so too is their desire to welcome new creatives into their community as well as creating jobs and internships for anyone hungry enough to learn. And it was such a pleasure talking with Rory and Matthew about what they have going on. Um, they are doing a fundraising for Love at First Sight. And just talking to them about their journeys and being creative and following your passion. And it was a wonderful conversation. So I hope you enjoy our Scranton Talk with Rory Colorossi and Matthew Wise of Ravenview Productions. everyone happy new year thank you so much for joining us as grand talks we apologize we were dealing with some technical problems (laughs) but it's all good because you know we have a really good show today so maybe it was worth the wait again happy new year um go ahead Desiree introduce yourself to the ones that are you know uh, new (laughs) to our podcast uh because it is it is a new year right yeah happy new year I'm like yeah it's our it's gonna be our third season starting right now of Scranton talks uh, my name is Desiree Zielinski, for those of you who don't know me, and I'm the co-founder of the Independent Film Creative Hub. I'm also the founder of NEPA Film Society, which is a local filmmaking community here in Northeast Pennsylvania, and I'm also the organizer of the Mystery Box Film Challenge. Yes, and my name is Luz Cabrales, and I am also the co-founder of the Independent Film Creative Hub. I am the founder of Scranton Films. Uh, we do a lot of great stuff around the area, and we're trying to grow the uh, filmmaking community, uh, having shows like this uh, with Scranton Talks. Um, and I I mean, we're on social media. We're pretty much everywhere, right, Desiree? Yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. We're, if you miss any of our lives, they're there if you want to watch them later. And we have a podcast too. <laughs> yes, and we do a lot of good things around here. We try at least, uh, you know, with the time that we have uh, in between work and, you know, just trying to juggle a lot of things. But uh, we really do love our uh, filmmaking community around the area. And yeah. uh, this show is, is about that. Uh, like Desiree said, we are on, are on our third season. The, uh, can you believe that, Desiree? I mean, I can't I feel believe like we just it. Started. <laughs> we started. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, we started in 2021, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> I believe we did, you know, some of those years, you know, uh, and, and this came, um, you know, as a need for the area because we want to uh, showcase filmmakers and we also want to motivate uh, maybe some uh, newer newer filmmakers that are starting out in the industry uh, and then have some veterans uh, to connect yeah. with other filmmakers. So uh, we're very happy about this show and um uh, thank you again, Desiree, for all the work you do. And uh, thank you. we're just we're all here to inspire each other and support each other. Right, right. And uh, there's a lot of other groups doing the same thing around here. Uh, and um, Desiree, we'll talk to you a little bit about uh, a really cool event that uh, is coming up. Yeah, we got some exciting stuff coming up around the community. Uh, first off, we have a local creative group, a creative meetup, mm-hmm. again in January. And this is going to be a filmmaker panel discussion, which will be happening on Tuesday, the 17th of January at five o'clock at the Thing Center in downtown Wilkes-Barre. Uh, Luce and I have the honor and pleasure of being on the panel. 
along with some very talented filmmakers from our region, including Rory Colorossi, Matthew Wise, Ryan Wood, Tony Suzy, Zach Wilcox, and Ted Zapone. Um, we'll be discussing our experience as filmmakers on the panel and have a Q&A, and we'll be showing some of our short films. Uh, and this will be moderated by Sam O'Connell, who is a fellow filmmaker as well, and he's the co-founder of NEPA Creative, along with Holly Bukavage. Uh, you can register for free for this event, or you can just show up. <laughs> but um, you can register through the Wyoming Valley Chamber of Commerce website, just so they have a head count, just because they usually provide drinks and snacks so they know how much to get, but it's free to attend. Yes, yes, definitely try to sign up. Uh, but if you can't uh, or you're not sure if you're going to go and then you show up on that day, uh, that, that's, I'm sure that will be okay. Uh, but just, to, uh, you know, so they have a little bit of a, of a headcount, like this I said. Um, but we're very excited because out of the, the panel, we have two great filmmakers here uh, today. And it's going to be Matthew and Rory, uh, which we're going to be talking to uh, uh, today um, as far as that. But uh, what I also want to say is I believe we are going to have have a little meetup. Uh, I'm not sure on the date yet. We're trying to just, uh, you know, hash out the details, yeah. but our own NEPA Film Society uh, in the filmmakers meetup is going to happen in 2023. Um, and usually those are also very laid back. We just come out uh, maybe on a Saturday, some, you know, usually on a Saturday or a Sunday uh, just to, you know, have a, a coffee uh, or sometimes we have lunch. Uh, the last one was um, pretty nice. We had about was it 10? 10, 10, 10 people, yeah, backyard yellow house. Yes, and it was uh, some uh, new faces uh, to the um, area uh, that we were able to connect. Uh, so we're very happy about that. And um, uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated. Um, we are, you know, uh, on Facebook. So we can yeah. make sure that. Yeah, we'll have the, we're definitely having an indie filmmaker meetup probably the end of January. Perfect. But um, also, um, for you guys to make sure you guys save the date right on your calendar the northeast mm -hmm. pennsylvania film festival is happening on april 14th through the 16th in 2023 okay. uh, more details to come as it gets closer and the northeast pennsylvania film festival is hosted by the waverly community house in partnership with wbia so that's going to be super exciting <laughs> oh that's going to be fun uh i believe there's going to be quite a few uh, uh local films and some international films that are going to be showing last yep. year was was a hit, uh, so we, we we can't wait uh, to be there. Yeah, we're gonna do the challenge. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be there for the mystery box film challenge, yeah. uh, which usually Desiree and I uh, host. Uh, and uh, Desiree is uh, is is the one that runs it, uh, but I'll be able to help her out in some uh, cool cool judging. Uh, I've seen some of the actually I've seen all of the films and and they're great. They keep getting better every year. Yeah, it's fantastic. But uh, today, well, uh, Desiree, I'll let you. Uh, uh, introduce our next uh, today's filmmakers and then we'll get started on our conversation and again uh, make sure if you want to ask any questions or put a comment make sure you mm -hmm. do that that way our filmmakers know that you're watching and uh, we can relay the question and, and get another conversation going yeah so it's my pleasure to introduce our guest for today as we are so glad to have writer director rory Colorossi and cinematographer matthew wise of ravenview productions Raver, Ravenview Productions is an energetic team of inspired creatives who have created a safe, ego-free environment dedicated to the love and crafting of cinema. Ravenview Productions has finished their first film, The Burden of Beauty, which is now an official selection of Kevin Smith's Mod Castle Film Festival. Wow. Uh, the company's second film, Love at First Sight, is currently in production with additional slated projects, A Cruel Thief, and The Great Descent on Deck in the Near Future. 
while crafting genuine evocative stories is always a priority. So too is their desire to welcome new creatives into their community, as well as creating jobs and internships for anyone hungry enough to learn. Very cool. So well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you just a little teaser of the trailer of their uh, previous film, The uh, Burden of Beauty, which uh, was a hit at film festivals. Then we're going to talk to them a little bit about their journey as filmmakers and just kind of how they got together and uh, to make all this uh, great stuff around here. Wow. That's awesome. Welcome, Rory and Matthew. I just Grant and Talks. Right. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited. Okay. I, mean, I, I could watch that trailer almost every day. I don't know if it, you know, it's definitely the imagery, uh, but also just the sound uh, and the effects, like just that gives it that like, you know, like, oh, like I want to watch that film. And, 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 and I'm, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about that because that film is going to be shown somewhere you know, local here. But uh, first, yeah. the first thing um, that I want to say is I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for kicking our, you know, season three of Scranton Talks uh, as well, you know, in uh, just a great year just to get started on filmmaking, for people to get motivated and, and just for being here and taking the time on a on a Saturday uh, afternoon and um, making this, uh, you know, your, your day and making our day today. Yeah. No, so thank you. So yeah, what there's I'm nowhere else we'd rather be. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. What I want to do is I'm going to ask the first question. And uh, it's just going to be, uh, let's just focus a little bit before we get into the Burden of Beauty and Love at First Sight, uh, <laughs> the, the films that you have uh, up and coming. Let's talk a little bit about just your personal journey. Uh, so just how you got started in filmmaking, how you kind of came together. Um, so whoever wants to take the, the lead, uh, just let's just start a little bit about it and and, and okay. <laughs> you're pointing to worry. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I had to figure that out. <laughs> I know. I was doing that before. I'm like, which way is the first <laughs> camera, right? Uh but yeah, go right ahead, Rory. Uh we uh the floor is yours. Uh just as far as like the journey into filmmaking. Yeah, yeah just you know, as as, like someone um, you know, that you know kind of like did you go to school for it did you uh yourself thought i just kind of when you got interested in 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 this uh whole uh artistic uh um you know industry so um periodically people ask me that question and i always feel like my answer is so boring because <laughs> um at some point when i was a little child big head um i just you know, saw movies. I was always watching movies and it just got in my head that that was the only thing I ever wanted to do with my life. You know, like I, I probably saw a film and was just kind of like, that's what I'd like to do in the future to make my life just a little bit more difficult. So, <laughs> um, you know, I just was always very drawn to the medium and um, just knew like I kind of belonged in it somewhere. Um, I just wasn't entirely sure where I belonged in it, you know, because at first I was like, maybe I can kind of weasel my way in there if I just like start acting and kind of crawl in there. But um, it kind of became very um, apparent to me that like I loved writing and I just when I would write, I would see almost like a finished film in my head. So I'm like, that might be my niche. I'm going to lean into that. Um, so really like in high school, I started taking um, like film classes. I mean, a lot of them were like film theory classes, which I think is a terrific place to start because if you, you know, like if you delve into like some classic films, um, primarily like Hitchcock is somebody I would recommend because um, yeah. going through his like body of work very much is like going to film school. Like they're just, there's so much you can learn from his movies. Um, 
but yeah, it's from, I, you know, I ended up going to, to film school. Um, and then I did like a ton of like independent learning, you know, like I just would like buy books on screenwriting and, and directing and like cinematography, just anything I could get my hands on just to kind of like wrap my head around how this stuff was supposed to be really, you know, because like even like screenwriting, it's like, it's such a specific thing. You know I mean? It's like when you start doing it, like you just feel like you're like, ah, I know, I know how to do this. And then, you know, you really very quickly learn um, that maybe you don't, and maybe there's a, like a way to, to, to go about it, to make like the, the pacing read a certain way. And so I don't know, I, I guess to kind of um, answer your question um, when I was a little kid, definitely became very, you know, I fell in love with the medium and then it just became a lot of just kind of chasing it, you know? Oh, okay. That makes it. No. So let's break that down a little bit. Right. Sure. Uh, so you, uh, are you a local to the NEPA area? Yeah. Um, I was born in Scranton, um, you know, grew up in Clark summit, bounced around a lot, but yeah, I'm local. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great, great, great. No, that's that's great. Uh, just because we have a lot of uh, filmmakers from other places, it's good to uh, know that you are from the area for people mm -hmm. that are in this area, uh, so they're able to connect with uh, with you guys, maybe collaborate on some projects. Uh, so where do you go to film school? And, and tell us a little bit about that experience, because not a lot of uh, uh, people have that experience to go directly to film school. Uh, and then kind of just how, what, maybe what you learn and, and, and what you <laughs> a little bit better yeah well we actually both went to the same film school not where we met but um you know we went to the same film school the the douglas institute which i believe has a different name now Matt, okay. uh, now it's the uh george romero's um factor digital film program so um okay. it, you, oh, wow. it, it was just called the factory before but now mm -hmm. um it's sponsored with george romero right before he passed sadly but is that in yeah. the Pittsburgh area Pittsburgh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm an Essen. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. All right. Perfect. So now that's not where you met. You were you friends before, like in, you know, um, in this area, or we were bitter rivals. No, aren't we all? No, we we both worked at a a movie theater in downtown Scranton at the time. It was called uh, Marquee Cinemas. Yeah, and um, <laughs> we were yeah. we were both projectionists there back when they actually still used like film prints, uh -huh. and uh, you know we just I'd say we definitely uh, clicked. You know we were both kind of like dorky kids <laughs> who just like loved film because I think we were like what like early twenties something. Oh like my that. gosh, I think when I started there, I don't even know if I was twenty. I might have been nineteen. Um, yeah so oh, well that that's a great uh said so let's focus on you Matt, matthew uh, uh on this and then maybe we'll kind of meet in the middle of just kind of when you met when you went to film school together but uh go go ahead yeah, matt. talk about your journey matt yeah i do want to say that um rory you definitely left out something that i thought was cool unless you don't want to touch about it talk about it i'm sorry but uh he got to do something that I've always brought up. Now I think I'm I'm okay with that. I didn't have this um, opportunity, but he got to uh, make films as a kid with his friends and like oh. the whole VHS editing and everything yeah. else. Yeah, like two VCRs. I didn't get to do any of that. That that was uh yeah very early on. Oh, I did the same. This thing. is actually kind of <laughs> this, this is actually kind of funny. Um, people probably won't believe this now, but um, it used to be kind of difficult to come across a camera, you know. Because like oh, now yeah. it's like everybody oh, has it yeah. on their cell phones and you can right. record like this beautiful <laughs> footage. Like and a VHS 
cameras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like No, I um, I have vivid memories of setting up my Barbies with the VHS camera. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that the 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 cameras you had to put the VHS tape inside of and slam it shut and hope that it stayed. Um yeah, like when, when I was a kid it was just basically like, you know, families that had uh made a little bit more money than mine, they they had cameras and you would try to, you know, make friends with cameras, them. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm talking about you, Mike Ankaroni. Um, yes. <laughs> but when I was like, you know, growing up, I, I I would just always just go to these video stores and uh, just rent like everything that I could. And then at one point, it was kind of this funny thing. There was this video store that um, was unlike any other video store I ever met. It wasn't just like we're going to um, rent out like big movies. Um, they would do these independent movies. And I, at that point, just being mm-hmm. like, I think I was like 12. I had never seen something that was made on the cheap, you know, because at that point, just because I had seen like Hollywood movies for so long, um, it just seemed so unobtainable. You know what I mean? Because it just seemed like I'm like, how, how, how do I make that? But like those independent movies they would have at those stores, I would just like, you know, rent them. And I was just fascinated by them. And my sister and I, we rented this one and it was so like dirt cheap, you know, like I was just watching them like, that's that that guy made a movie you know i was like really like shocked by it but like i loved it at the same time because i was just like wow like that seems so accessible and i just remember how the movie ended and my sister's just like she's like oh like how'd you feel about it and i was like well um i feel like i could do that mm-hmm. and her boyfriend at the time was just kind of like well i have a camera why don't you make a movie and then i started shaking him by his lapels i was just like you have a camera and you didn't tell me <laughs> But um, yeah, that weekend, it was literally just like this thing. I, I pulled out my, at the time I had an address book because uh, I'm that old. And uh, I just remember calling all my friends and being like, yo, you really need to come over to my house this week and we're going to make a movie. And they're like, great. What's it about? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, what's it called? I'm like, couldn't tell you. So just show up. We'll figure it out. So we like all just started like shooting um, like this footage. And when I was just in my head because I was young. Um, I just thought it was going to look like a film when it was all said and done. And then I remember once it was all wrapped, I threw it in the VHS tape, the the VCR, and I watched it and my heart broke because I was like, man, that guy who made that independent film that I was ragging on, like comparatively, he made Citizen (laughs) Kane, you know, but like it was cool because it was like from that point, it was always just like, okay, now I want to do another one, but I want to make it a little bit better. I want to make another one. I want to make it a little bit better. And that was like my whole life. But I'm babbling and taking uh, <laughs> time okay. away from Mr. Matthew. I'd yeah. like to hear Matthew's journey too, even though I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my journey is more of a, uh, a roller coaster. I would say uh, it wasn't just like fun and spectacle for me that got me into that direction. I um, uh, I'm originally from New York, upstate, so a little place called Hornell, um, which is close to like Bath and I don't know, mm-hmm. like maybe 45 minutes from Rochester. But I I would live there until I was like. 12 years old I think before I moved to this area and then I can say that I'm technically from here with what I'm doing because I didn't touch anything to do with film which is actually weird because Rory will probably be the first one to say good things about this but I never touched a camera until I was maybe 20 years old uh, Mike Ankarani's camera of all things but as a cinematographer I just I never touched a camera until I was older and then that I don't think I touched a camera again until uh after well I mean later in, in college but um 
but my journey, the roller coaster of it is I just, I don't know. I was like the weird outsider uh, kid and I just didn't have a, a lot of friends. I had a lot of bullies and stuff like that. So film to me, um, and my mom worked a lot, which, you know, which is kind of like inspiring in its own self, you know, single mom with two kids. And I mean, look where I'm at, mom. Uh, but I have to say <laughs> that like film for me was just an escape, you know, because real life is hard and Wonderland is easy, right? So yeah. um, to me, it was like your best friend, your brother, your mother, like, you know, like your babysitter film just really like took a nice uh, place for me. And I think that's what helped me build such, I think, good character because I really liked like the heroes and this and that. But I remember running around um, with my brother at my great grandmother's house and always being like, pretend we're making a movie, pretend we're making a movie. I feel like I said that all the time, like <laughs> just trying to explain what was going on. And um and sitting at her house, my great grandmother, she would uh, have the Turner Classics on all the time. And when I would get in trouble from playing hide and seek with my cousin and making like a ruckus, uh, I'd have to sit on the couch and hang out. And at first, I I just was bored out of my mind. Like I was like, oh, black and white Turner Classics. I don't want to watch this. But the way that my grandma Rose talked about film and like the actors and actresses and like she just made it seem so magical, you know, that golden era of film. So mm -hmm. I remember watching like uh, Singing in the Rain and she loved um, Gone with the Wind. I loved Casablanca. I just always like liked that yeah. visually when I was a kid. And, um, you know, it really helped me to shift uh, my love for film. And then when I was here in Pennsylvania and I realized like, hey, you could do this kind of as a job because when they're asking you in high school, like, what do you want to do? You're like, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not the, uh, the blue collar guy or like the smartest guy, you know, but it just became like, hey, you can make these movies like as a job. So I wanted to kind of go down that route, but I couldn't go to college. So I ended up um, getting the job at the movie theater <laughs> because I couldn't go to college. And that's where, um, I met Rory. So, um, but I was just, I, I was in love with the spectacle, like stuff like Steven Spielberg and um, just like anything that was a huge blockbuster at the time. Cause you know, today a blockbuster, you just think of superheroes, but back then it was, it could be anything. Right. And uh, you know, I loved things like robots and aliens and dinosaurs and uh, you know, it was, it was just fun for me. And I think that's where um, it might come up, but that's where my style comes from. It's very, it has its own grip, but it's very polished in a sense because, um, you know, I was inspired by those really big spectacle films. So, yeah, it's great. I mean, going into you finally guys both met. So, how did you? What was the time that you like? We're going to form Ravenview Productions and collaborate together. When did that start, and how did oh. that come about? Oh Let's man, that's yeah, a, jump into uh, film school. You 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 met, and then everything is history after that. Yeah, I it was it's it's tough to say because Ravenview came way later. But when we met at the theater, um, I, I got hired as a projectionist, so I would just build the films. And what was um actually fun is um, again, I never touched the camera, I never edited before, but I had to build these films reel by reel because um people don't understand that like back then when you watched a movie, it could be nine film canisters that you then had to splice them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, spend hours putting them together in reverse order to be able to play forward order um but what was fun is i would take the old trailers which rory actually has above him um if you want to point to one of those trailers rory or pull oh, one down one so oh, okay. when we when you had to put the trailers together they came in that school and so i would like look at them on the on the table 
and I would make my own trailer. I would take like, okay, they're going to hit a switch here. I'm going to take an explosion from here. And so my first, um, my first, uh, I guess, trials into editing was doing it with film. And then I would sit there with Ian Schwarzstrauber, another shout out for Ian. Uh, he was the other manager at the marquee with us. And uh, we would actually hang out after hours and watch the things I'd put together um, on the, uh, on the big screen, which, which was fun. And, um, but yeah, so Rory and I met there. Um, we worked together, we built films. We really didn't do a lot of work together early on. We just kind of all hung out and talked film. I don't know if you want to pick it up from there. Yeah. It was, it was kind of funny because, uh, when he first started working there, like I do remember us having a couple late night conversations I think we were both taking bubble baths at the time and stuff like that. Just, <laughs> Call me on about. the cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I remember us talking um, a couple different times and, you know, we definitely had like a good like rapport, you know what I mean? Like we just like, we were like, Oh, you know, what's awesome movies. And that's pretty much the course of all of our conversations. But it was this weird thing because like I was saying before, like I really leaned in to the writer director stuff. And um, and then he was like kind of going into like the the like editing and uh, like cinematography and, and stuff like that. And it just I, I don't know why, but it just never clicked for, for either one of us to just be like, maybe we should work together. <laughs> you you're that make life it. easier. <laughs> yeah. And hey, at that time, I mean, a lot of filmmakers do that now. And that's why you in the intro, you said ego free, um, which is really true, because you know, when we were younger like that, you always think you know everything. You know every yeah. single way a film should be made, this, yeah. that, whatever. And like, you know, a twenty-year-old kid thinking you know everything—that's crazy. Oh God, but you, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I, what I realized today, which is sad, is that still happens. People are still cutthroat, thinking that like that's the way to be, and that's that's not the way to be. Like we actually, it's that collective genius I always say it that makes the best final products, and it's about finding out how to work together um, to do that. But we 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 didn't know oh, that. Yeah. At that time. At the time. <laughs> at that time. We did we definitely did not uh know that. But so we worked at the theater and then the bakery next door caught on fire two years later and fell into the theater. So that was kind of like the end of that era uh for us, which was like two thousand and eight to two thousand ten almost. And oh yeah, two thousand ten, I think. And I thought then that was that's a Frank call that I got. Because <laughs> I remember Ian called me and he's just like like he's like, hey, so um, you don't have to come in today. The theater caught on fire, and I'm like, haha, be careful what you wish for, huh? You're being awfully silent. They did it then, caught on fire. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. it's crazy. Like the whole last two theaters just had like a big gaping hole in the like, as the whole building fell I in. Might, I might have forgotten it. about that. I mean, I'm, 2008, I was 18 around that time, but yeah. 2010, uh, I think, is when it burned. Yeah, I was like nine or ten. Uh, um, Matt, I never got to ask you though. Um, I remember in the back of your car the night before there were a bunch of gas cans. And, oh like, yeah, don't yeah, we there was like we a, a weird we manifesto that you wrote. I remember, but anyway, yeah, we don't have yeah, to get yeah. into the past. We don't, we don't now it's on record. Now it's on record. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh -oh. So now when <laughs> I get arrested, we can't make a movie because, uh, because of this Joker over here. Hey, I got oh the right guy. Uh, but but anyway, when uh, when we finally all got laid off from there. Because um, we did have a short stint at Lackawanna College where um, we had both went and met Andy. Give a shout out to Andy. Uh, Andy Carrillo. guy. Andy Carrillo. <laughs> so he uh, he ran the program for um, film and stuff over there. And so we, we took some time to do that. And um, But it just, 
as any filmmaker who's 20 years old and you're just like, well, you know, whatever, you know, everything you're like, this isn't what I need to know, which at the time I thought that, but now I see what he was trying to do and kudos to him because nobody in this area was really trying to do that. So Andy, great job. I just wish I was uh, where I'm at today to understand what you were doing, but um, I loved his classes for that because yeah. I was always just like, I, I know what you're doing. Like you are taking a program like, this is what it has to be. And you're like, I'm going to make it what I want to be. And he kind of just made it like a, a, a pseudo film class. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he had like almost a whole program. Cause there's a lot of things that he did uh, mm -hmm. that we did over when we went to film school. But so when they laid us off, I really, at that mm -hmm. point, I didn't know what, what to do and i knew that like i just didn't want to sit around and do what everybody else was doing and you know which was maybe get relationships and get married and stuff like that which <laughs> um i just wanted to do something with my life you know like uh i love i love my nana you know and and she i'm excited to like show her what i'm working on take her to the movies and stuff like that but there was a time where i remember a statement that she said and it like was it was sad and heavy but it was like you're you know you're born with nothing you die with nothing kind of you know that that whole mentality and i was like oh man is this really true is this going to happen but i remember i was at borders before it was bam yes, <laughs> borders, man. and oh. i opened i opened a magazine and in that magazine there was an ad for um that digital uh factory film program in pittsburgh i just opened it there was i forget the ad but i remember well there was kids like on the stairs the way they were filming something they were like horror makeup because tom savini his name is on half of the school because yeah. he does um, the makeup program out there, which is really cool. So for anyone who knows his work, you know, that, that's pretty neat. So they had this really cool spread in the magazine and I looked him up and I was like, all right, I don't know what to do. Let's give it a shot. And I um, applied, did all that stuff. And finally I was able to get uh, some FAFSA stuff, financial aid, whatever. And I was able to try to go to school. And then that's when my journey took me to Pittsburgh, but I went there before Rory did. So yeah, I had finished the program there about a year okay. before. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, it was all compressed. So like, it's like a year and a half for the whole program. Like you get no time off. It's like, they just put every, you were constantly in school the whole time. Um, yeah, you have like classes that would be like six hours long. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Like, I mean like, but it didn't feel like that because no, like, no, no. if somebody was like, Oh, I need you to, you know, take a math class or something. I just be like, no, six hours. But like, they're talking about like film and I'm like, well, that's what I would have been doing anyways. So right. yeah, yeah. It's something that you enjoy. And I mean, yeah. I remember going to Marywood and I took a film as art class. It was technically an English class. And I loved it. I still have the book for it. And it's a cinematography book about the meaning of colors. And we watched movies. It was like, like the illusionist Requiem for a dream, the fountain and analyzed it. And like, why did the director do this? Why did they use this? And what do oranges mean? <laughs> so, so that was like fantastic. Why are you creepy when you drink milk? No, <laughs> he's going to murder somebody. Are you talking about suspicion? Maybe. <laughs> it's a great Hitchcock movie. It, well, I have a textbook that I had to get. It's, it's called, um, if it's purple, someone's going to die. If anyone's okay. curious. Yeah. And I still have it. Yeah. So. Okay, it's like I'll a cinematography book and goes through colors and all the, all the symbolism. So that so that brings me to okay. So now you are you know each other a little bit more. You both went to film school. Uh, you kind of have a relationship going. Uh, yeah. When did you get started with uh, Raven uh, Productions and also just the Burden of Beauty? Because we're gonna talk. I have a little bit of pictures here of that. So yeah, um, let's go forward and talk to me about how you got to make this uh, project. And, yeah. and 
Yeah. Um, you want to start? You over here? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, well, you guys do that. I'll pull out the pictures. Don't mind sure. me. Yeah, and just... definitely touch on like Kevin Smith's Mod Castle Film Festival, which is pretty sure, sure. amazing in that experience. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to mention real quick. I think it's really funny. Um, when I was logging in to do this, there was that part where it's, <laughs> it said like, come up with like, a, it said like put a username in and you all went with your name. And I thought it was like a handle or something. So I went oh. with Raven. Raven View Rory. That's okay. Right out of the gate. We didn't even right tell out you. Right out of the gate embarrassing what? myself. Very true. You know what? I didn't even <laughs> actually notice that. But that's, Yeah. You know. <laughs> I've been like fixating. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can show but you know what? That that right there makes you creative, you know? It does. So, or like it just makes evident. me come off really arrogant or something. It's like Raven right. <laughs> right. Roar. Um I assure you I thought it was like a like a like a whatever. You got what I'm saying. Um, That's all right. Uh you know, just just, so, just for um, that, um, I'm gonna change my name, uh, you know, just just for that. You yeah. know? Hey, so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for gonna put to an my, my stupidity. Um so really the way that uh, everything kind of worked out on my end was that uh, like after film school, there was a little bit of that, uh, you know, what, what's the next step in my life? And ultimately what it was, was um, Los Angeles. So like I moved out to LA and thought I'm going to do that LA thing. And um, I never felt entirely connected to it. It always just sort of felt like, you know, like I'm here. Um, I constantly feel like they're going to ask me to leave because it's very expensive. And I just wow. felt like I was underdressed or something, mm -hmm. but it was, uh, it was a really nice experience, but there, there was a lot of time where I was just like, I don't know if this is the way that I want to do this. Cause it's basically like, everyone's telling you like, yeah, you're going to spend a lot of time, um, you know, bringing coffee to people and then 20 years are going to go by and you may or may not. So, I mean, I was always like writing and, I always just imagined this area and everything that I was writing. Because, I mean, I don't know why people don't shoot here more. It's just such a, like, a beautiful area. Yes. Like, the seasons. It's, it's amazing. A, it's, like, not... I mean, with around here, there are things that do come up this way in, like, the northeast Pennsylvania area. It's not enough mm -hmm. in order for people to make a decent living. I mean, I know friends of mine who are from here or in the film industry and made the decision to either move like right now, uh, someone moved to Atlanta because unfortunately there are more things available there at this time. But I mean, it's, it's just highlighting the area. There's so much, and we're like in a really unique spot of being two hours out of Philly, two hours away from the city of like New York city. So yeah. Just, yeah, it's just kind of growing the community here and like we're here. So. Yeah. It's, it's it's a beautiful area and there's a lot you can do with it visually but um yeah just i just remember just being like i think i think my next step was always supposed to be here you know mm -hmm. and then for a little while like i would kind of help people do like their own independent movies whether it was like you know just like little story things and i was working i worked on a, a little independent film um with our with our friend Brian Jones and um, it, it's, you know, we were just kind of <laughs> another shout out. Um, so like we were, you know, I, I met up with them and we were just having a lot of fun just shooting stuff. And I'm like, oh, I like story, blah, blah, blah. But um, that was a good experience. And I remember um, I was going to see Mary Poppins Returns uh, because mm -hmm. I tried to see everything under the sun. He does see and everything. 
I do. And I, I went to see Mary Poppins Returns and was delighted by the whole experience. But on my way into the theater, um, I ran into Brian and he was like, hey, dude, I had a really fun experience shooting. So maybe we should shoot something else. He's like, we can even if it's just like abstract things, like we can shoot like a lamp or like a like a hairbrush. And I was like, yeah, maybe. But in my head, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm a story <laughs> guy. I want to just do abstract stuff. But I was in the theater and I just started thinking like. You know, maybe it'd be a cool exercise not to necessarily shoot objects, but to maybe take an object and write a story around it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what do you see? I'm like, I see a camera. Okay, who's in front of the camera? There's this girl and she looks sad. So why is she sad? And then that's where like the skeleton of the burden of beauty came from. And it came during the length of a shower. Like I was just kind of like. (laughs) Oh, then this will happen. And this character's like this, and this will be a terrific way to work out my issues. And then I just like, <laughs> you know, got out and and wrote like a very, very much what it ultimately turned out to be, like a very brief synopsis. Uh, and I just I you know I just wrote it and did a couple drafts of it. But um yeah, that story came about uh in that way. But then weirdly enough, a couple of years go by. I haven't, Matt and I hadn't really talked and Matthew, take it away. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of, I want to touch on one thing that kind of goes into that because giraffe was kind of born before Rory and I got back together and, Mm -hmm. uh, Desiree made a good point. She's like, you know, this place it's between, um, New York and Philly basically. I mean, yeah, we're a little further from Pittsburgh, but, um, yeah, giraffe kind of started, uh, without the giraffe name, it was just, I didn't have a name for it. I just did a bunch of commercials and work and stuff like that. And um, I guess people just started calling it like Matthew Wise Productions when they would write checks. I never told them what the, the name of the stuff was, but I, I worked with a few of my friends and um, I'm a very like tech guy. So like tech things just make sense to me. Um, I got my start in visual effects. So like building explosions and stuff like that. And I only started doing that stuff when I started at Lackawanna. I remember my, my mom, you know, we don't come from a lot of money, but she really uh, went above and beyond and helped me. We charged a, a MacBook and like mm-hmm. uh, Final Cut and a bunch of other stuff. And I was playing around with After Effects. So like, I really just kind of like I was in, I was a VFX guy, I guess, because um, it was just something that I could get into where Rory got into writing. I got into just kind of doing that. Um, but when I was in Pittsburgh going to uh, film school, the director of the program really saw, I guess, my talent or however um with editing and and such so i was a senior editor at uh, allegheny image factory um and that was uh robert tanell who was the director of the program it's his company and Mm -hmm. i did a lot of editing for them but i just kind of really wanted to to do my own thing so uh, i got with a bunch of my friends and jason walker at the time who is a great like cinematographer like he really is like at this point in my in my career i was a director right like i wasn't um anything else so uh we were shooting a bunch of uh, commercials and what have you for a few years and that's at the time rory came down and went to film school uh while i was done and doing that stuff but then you know he went his way and then came back here then he went to la well i went to san diego and was working on documentaries and such and you know you just kind of don't i didn't like the cutthroat way that it was and i really missed doing things on my own um so then i came back to this area uh and that was like maybe 2015 i'm not too sure 14 maybe i'm I'm not really sure and then uh i had to just kind of start all over and like 
build up all my equipment and stuff again. And I started shooting things, uh, different promos, stuff for uh, Cigna insurance companies and what have you. And I just, I don't know, there's just something about that, that like everyone just like kind of falls into, I think when they get into stuff like through their weddings or commercial stuff. And I just got to the point where um, I didn't want the giraffe uh, company to kind of go really in that direction. So I switched it into a post-production because like that's, I mean, that's my background. So, um, and now I'm a cinematographer with Ravenview. So it's like, Hey, let's just turn giraffe um, into that. So now to skip all through that whole thing, that was about almost like, I don't know how many years, Roy, like eight years, nine years, something like that, where we kind of went our own ways. And he was just writing and I was working on like documentaries, commercials, however. So like editing. And then at that point, that's kind of where I got some of my, um, my, like, like my filming under my belt. Like I had bought my own cameras and stuff. And for those who are interested in tech stuff, it's like we used the, like just little DSLRs, like GH2s and, um, which is Lumix and, uh, Canon 70s and 5D Mark IIs and Mark threes. So, you know, we started with just that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, we, Rory and I had a falling out. We just didn't really talk, um, or anything. We just didn't, we just had a falling out. And I was like, one day I just felt real, like, I just, I don't know. There was something pulling me this way, his gravity, let go of me. Let me back <laughs> over here. For a but, um, so I reached out to him on messenger through Facebook, that fancy thing that keeps us connected. And I was just like, Hey man, you know, been a long time. How are you? You know, sorry for whatever, like what's going on. And his response, he said nothing else to what I said. He didn't even acknowledge anything. Didn't even say it was okay. And then he said, Oh, you want me to do it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, ju- I think I just sent back um, Avengers Assemble. Because he's, <laughs> yeah, like, he's yeah, like, oh, we, yeah, should, yeah. we should work on a film or something. And I was just like, okay, Avengers Assemble. Like, that was and my only real And he just said that, uh, yeah, I, I've got a, a script. Do you want to make a movie? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. And we met up at Northern Light. And I read this little, quaint, beautiful drama slash art house film called Burden of Beauty, which is whoop, right mm-hmm. here behind us. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, for that description, Matt, I will be sending you a check. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, but th- this this was great. And some of the stuff you're seeing right now is um, that was some pre-production stuff. We were kind of playing with lighting, trying to get the colors. This was our first location that fell through. Some guy kind of busted in, but we're not going to get into that. And just was freaking out at us. Uh, that we're was the casting <laughs> where we got Molina. Um, which was a godsend. EJ, who is Mac, and he's just the life of the party whenever he's around. I mean, Becca, you didn't even know the story my, of what happened. I mean, things happen. My, uh, so. Yeah, everything uh, happened. I mean, I feel like yeah. today, when we're trying to get into something or do something with it, it's like there's always an issue. It's the burden of the burden of beauty. You know, it's the, <laughs> the road to where we got. But it yeah. really has changed everything for us, though. I mean, so how long did it take you to uh, make the film? How long is the film? Um, just so people get like an idea of that. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to take this one or you want me to take this one. You yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's only like, it's, it's a brief watch. It's about like, like 15 ish minutes. Um, it's a short and uh, yeah. That's... And there's a reason. No, but there's a, okay. So there, okay. So there's a reason for that. So, you know, obviously, every, a lot of people want to make a film and they want to make like 15 minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes or oh, I want to make a feature. It's like, look, you, I'd rather make any if you ask me, I, my pitch is always I'd rather make five a, a, a great film in five minutes than a mediocre one in 10. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like for us, we just he had a great story. Like there was nothing that said, like, shorten it back. It was already really lean. I call him Mr. Criterion. Uh, he's got a Criterion shirt on right now, but. I call him Mr. Criterion because like Rory has a really good way. And I say this all the time. 
writing great characters and doing this connective tissue between what they're feeling and the thematics of what's going on. And, you know, he, you know, I, he's just one of my favorite writers and I call me biased, but whatever, but I love his work. And, and, and the reason why we started with shorts is because we wanted to do the best work that we could and not just like bite off more than we could chew, even though I still think that we did naturally. Um, but we are doing another short, which is longer, right? 35 minutes. And then that will then take us into other slated work. That's, um, an anthology, which is a feature made up of other short parts. That's kind of why I wanted to get to that. It was cool too. Like with the the way that that film worked out, because it really was like a great team building exercise Mm -hmm. because like, while Mm -hmm. it is shorter, uh, you know, some of the shots, the technical stuff was a little challenging. And then, I mean, there was just so much working against us. It's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing that it turned out the way it did. Because it was crazy. Like, if I, I mean, if we ever just detailed everything yeah. that went wrong on this production. Everything. everything. And, you don't yeah. even, yeah. Every and then you step. see it. I mean, it work we, through it. I mean, people just have to, like, things are going to happen when you want to make a film. It's going to happen. <laughs> How well, do you I, work through some of Sort of. of I mean, like, there there was, like, you know, things like, you know, like kind of what he was getting at before. We mm-hmm. did have a, sh- um, you know, a shoot that we were doing that got shut down. So we had, like, a couple days worth of footage, and then that got, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, um you know, that wasn't a good experience, but then, you know, like even like during the, the pre-production during the length of our pre-production, like I, you know, like I lost both of my parents, which didn't make it, you know, the, the easiest thing like on an emotional level, but you know, we just kept plowing through it because we just believed in what we were doing. And, and, and I just, again, like, just like that, that, that shorter running time, um, it was definitely complicated in certain areas. We had to put a lot of work into stuff, but I just feel like it really bonded us, you know, like it just got us into each other's heads. And like, you know, now it's just like when we talk sometimes, it's like we're not even really like finishing sentences. It's just kind of like, it'll be really cool. And it'll be like, and then we get and, and, and awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's good stuff. It's very, very organic between the two of us. It's something that like I never thought I would have. And like, it's weird to say this because I don't mean it in a negative way, right? Uh, it's just you. I never watch thought your that words, gonna, Matthew. <laughs> I never thought that I would have this kind of organic relationship with anyone, let alone Rory. And who was trying to call me during an interview? Um, but like, so you know, it just it happens. Like I, I, I love what we have, and um, the burden of beauty took a long time. I know your question was how long did it take, and you know, it, it's crazy to think of where we were versus where where we started because the burden of beauty being 15 minutes, like you think you would just shoot it and be done. But like with every issue on every step of the way, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would say whether it was from casting, cause we didn't get everybody in that casting day. Cause you know, like who knows us, you know, it was our first time. So we only got so many people. Melina was great. She came in and sold the show that day to be Kira, but we had to go out for Chris. Um, and then KK, a, a guy that writes Broadway shows that Rory knows, said hey try chris and it was you know a perfect fit but from audio issues to everything else like we just had issues so it took us about almost three years from the day that i read the script to when it got into the kevin smith's film festival like that and that's to me is crazy because the new one is like 35 minutes maybe longer depending on what's going on and we're hoping to only have three months on it so it's crazy where you start and and where you go if you want to talk about like you guys did submit to smog castle film festival which was founded by kevin smith do you want to talk about that experience and how did you 
the film festival submission process if you want to get into that. That that was a thing that he announced the festival and my Facebook and my phone blew up. Yeah. People were like, you need to submit to him. I'm like, oh, I guess we could. But it was it was great for us because we, you know, essentially. We bonded like, okay, over we, that yeah. when we first met. Like, we bonded over talking Kevin Smith, which is crazy because, like, a lot of people would just say that Kevin because Smith. of the circumstance. <laughs> yeah, yeah we were, like, like, we would just constantly quote it. I mean, even working at that theater very much was, like, the movie Clerks. Like, because we oh thought we God, were very, yeah. like, responsible at the time. But looking back, I'm like. How were we not fired? And they're like, I, I, oh, we yeah, were the I manager, so we couldn't fire ourselves. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, that that whole thing, you know, uh, you know, the phones were blowing up, and people were like, you should submit. And I'm like, well, we are just about finished with this movie, so I, it might actually work out. So we literally gave ourselves a deadline, like we're going to get this whole thing done by this date, and then we'll submit it. And weirdly, and this is not very common in the film world, but we actually got done early, not late. We actually had a little oh, bit of time yeah. to spare. So, you know, we got the film back and, you know, he, he um, applied the remaining fully and then he just brought it over my house, mm -hmm. my apartment, I should say. And um, <laughs> he just kind of left me alone with like the headphones on and I'm just sitting back there and I'm watching it. And I was just like, oh, all that, all that garbage that you went through, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> there. It, it just, it was such an emotional experience, but 20 minutes later, uh, <laughs> we submitted it to the festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, it's not one of those things where you're like, well, we submitted it to the festival, roll credits. It was just basically like, well, now we got to do something with this film we made. it. So we were so busy, like, you know, trying to get it into other festivals and stuff. And then I just remember um, August 22nd, for some reason, that day will always be etched into my brain. Um, I was working, and... Um, I got a message and it's like, your status for the Smod Castle Film Festival has changed. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh God, here <laughs> we go. Here comes some pain. And then I, I opened it up, the email, and all these like balloons literally shot out of my screen. No, they didn't shot out of my screen, but you know, they, they were there. And I just got this feeling of like, huh? And then what? And for some reason, my foot came out real fast and I knocked over my cat's little perch and i felt terrible he was looking at me like did i do something i'm like no no you're perfect you're always i was so excited i was just like oh my god and i was like on a break from work so like i'm like i just immediately <laughs> okay, call yeah. him i'm like yeah, yeah. yeah we did it <laughs> I, when, when he called me he's like i was like he was the way you could hear it right but he was like guess what and i'm like you tell me we didn't get you tell me right now no you tell me that like we they're like no you you just denied it and then he, you know, I'm swearing at him, like, you effing tell me. Like, and then he's like, oh, we got in. And I'm like, are you, it was a moment that, like, I don't think anything could ever be like that again for us. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's a lot on our journey that we keep thinking isn't going to feel great that does. But, like, um, but that moment in particular, like, just the way that you feel wholeheartedly, um, you know, you just, I don't know if we'll have that again because we put a lot of work in, into that film and a lot of time. And, and for me, like, again, Rory will be the, the Rory will be the first one to say this. It's like, you know, I didn't touch the camera until I was older. And that was the first project that I ever did as like a director of photography. So as a cinematographer, I just when I read the script, like I knew that we needed to do something with that, that film. So and as a guy who just has a lot of, you know, a tech background and can edit and do VFX and color footage and understands how a camera works from all the commercial work, I was just like, well, all right, well, let's do it. I'll 
be the director of photography. I've never done that before. Um, so it was my first film that I actually had to be in control of all the lighting and the stuff like but that. So real f- important point to make with that though, is that like, if it wasn't Matt, I wouldn't have just been like, you should be the DP. <laughs> like that, that would not have happened if it wasn't Matt, because the stuff that I write, you have no idea how much time I spend over small details, like just okay. like one small word. <laughs> He's I a psychopath. On. psychopath. But like, I would <laughs> never in a million years have just been like, yeah, man, I want you to do it if I didn't absolutely believe in him, which I do. So it, it was like, what's right. up? No, and just as, you know, just to make a point on that, that is a great, um, the way you speak about Matthew, just the relationship, professional relationship that you have is mm-hmm. is, is great because a lot of us, like you said before, um, we kind of think that we could do it all on our own, right? But when you find that person that it has the same, you know, the same goals, uh, you know, as far as creative goals, it, it's, it's really nice. And, and you know, I, I definitely encourage people to have that and to to connect with other filmmakers just so they can see that their work can be even better when you have someone you can trust you are 100 percent correct because it's networking yeah yeah i mean like one of the things like with with raven view that's super important to mention just in case anybody's looking to like work with us down the road yeah um for me with that with that company that was like it was just this neat thing like that that name ravenview came from a script that i wrote i called it my screenwriting boot camp everything i learned to do well and failed miserably at was within the script and that ravenview is like a fictitious town cuz i didn't want to just be like uh exterior green ridge or like scranton because then it's like you're kind of i don't know like limited to the world yeah. that you're built you know so I, I was just kind of like, well, what's a great uh, name that you could use? And I was always very obsessed because I'm a big Batman nerd. If you ever noticed. <laughs> oh, um, and I was just like, I'm like, oh, like Gotham's such a cool name because it's just kind of like you hear it and it just kind of evokes something, you know, like that, mm-hmm. that darker. So I was always just like interested in that. But I was like, yeah, just find something that gives a mood, a couple right. words, but I. So, um, and then the, the Raven and the, the film thing is just cause I'm weird, I suppose. I don't know. But, um, my whole thing with the company that I really was obsessed with is just because I've been in film school and this is the important part for those of you listening out there. <laughs> when I was in film school, um, if you ever want to like lose some fun <laughs> over movies, talk to film students sometimes because some of them are like really not supportive of each other. Like I would be like in a room with people and they would be like, yeah, John, you're the best. John leaves the room. John sucks, man. You should yeah, see that movie. That's hundred percent. And, and it's like, really like for me, like I, I remember our teacher in film school, he said something that really stayed with me. He's like, I don't know why you people work against each other when you should be working with each other because you're like, almost like a, like a member of like a tribe or something where you only oh, yeah. understand this. And I was like, so with, when it got time to do like a company with the Ravenview stuff, the thing that really went off in my mind was I was like, wait, you could literally make this company and build it on that. Like, like have that ego free thing, mm-hmm. like leave yeah. that at the door. Like if you were have like a toxic, weird need 
to like be like a superstar on set and treat people like garbage, then don't work with us. If you have like some, you know, kind of need to try to like meet women or men um, on the set and kind of be like a creep about it, don't work with us. But like literally have it be a foundation where it's like, this is about the movie. It's not about any one person. It's about, it's about Matt. It's about me. It's about the actors. Mm -hmm. And, and, and when we were filming as much as we had trouble with it, you know, like all the things that came up, everybody felt like safe. Everybody was like joking. There was legit dancing going on between (laughs) takes. And it was just like such a wonderful experience. And, And that's like the foundation of, of that company is just like, it's the movie first. It's always the movie first. And if you, you know, want to just make art and, 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 and make friends and, and, you know, do something really cool with your life coming out with us. You know, that's, that's a good point. I, I, I love that, um, that you say that because it's all true, you know, and, and we have to, you know, get that in our heads, all of us, you know, just that, yes, at the end of the day, it's going to be the film and the film is a collaboration of all. You can't it have it without actors, you know, you can't I, have I it remember without- Everybody's got a duty if you're on set, you know, it's you got a job. Not everybody can be the director and the producer. <laughs> Let's just, you know, but you'll learn something in the meantime so you can be a producer and director mm-hmm. on the next film. So they can help and, and that's a good like a, uh, oh go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. I don't want you to forget what you're gonna say. I, yeah, I just want to finish this thought. Like there there was a moment when I was talking about before when I watched the movie for the first time where that really just like blasted me right in the head. Like I was watching it. And like, yes, I did like write it and direct it technically, but it was this thing where I'm like, man, I'm such a small cog in that machine. Cause I was like the, our actors, like Melina Barry, she's just like, just uh, one of my like favorite actors, like, uh, like Chris Alou, who's like the star in it. Um, you know, he even said like, for as, as, as awesome as he is and as like, you know, in, intuitive as a performer he is, he's like, she is fearless. Like she just mm-hmm. goes for it and she just puts everything into it. And like, Chris is like, just, I, I don't know. I, I was like, I just gush over him sometimes. Like when I'm like <laughs> watching people respond to him, like when we do screenings and I'm just like, oh my God, my eyes are watering. I'm so proud of him. And like EJ is just, he's a powerhouse like he could do anything and i love him for it he's just like i didn't really have to worry about him with with the character and it's Mm -hmm. so radically different from him but then it's like the way it's like you know the cinematography in it and like the editing and like all the stuff like what what matt was doing um you know all the people that worked on it like my 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 girlfriend um becca melion like everybody just came together and made this thing and you just realize you're like i have a very small role and what this turns out to be. And it's so important to remember that because you cannot just like be like, this movie worked because of me. That's when, that's when it all goes wrong. It's, it's about the film. <laughs> it's not you. It's the film. Right. Right. And, and the way you, um, you talk about the film. So we're going to have an opportunity to watch this film and it's, it's a private event, yeah, a public event, but uh, you know, because it is in the film festival uh, run, you know, you don't have it up yet or anywhere. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of stipulations for certain festivals. Yes. So when you submit to, to yeah. film festivals, you can't have it here. You can't have it there. So, but local people in the Scranton Wilkes-Barre area are going to have an opportunity to watch this film, uh, but they have to come to the NEPA creative meetup. Uh, which Go to the meetup. <laughs> filmmakers can. Register. Register. 
show up on the day is at the Think Center in Wilkes-Barre, which we already talked yeah. about. But um, what we what do we expect from that? You're gonna have a little bit of talk like this uh, and encourage some filmmakers. Uh, all four of us are gonna be in it. Luz has a reel. I got my 15 second short film. So. Yes, right. I usually um, if you link. You'll miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my films are a little longer than they should be for this uh, panel. So I'm going to show my demo reel just on some of the projects that I've done. Desiree is going to have uh, a film and you guys are going to show uh, this, uh, the burden of beauty. So I encourage everyone that's watching, even if you are not into filmmaking, you know, but you're maybe an artist, maybe you're a graphic designer, or maybe you're just kind of trying to person. You just love movies. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just show up to this event because it's going to be nice and it's, and it's really a, a great opportunity to see some wonderful films and, and just to talk and network with some filmmakers. Uh, maybe you who never you never know, maybe out of that, you'll get to form a relationship uh, that, you know, takes you on your creative journey. Um, but before that, just because we're running a little bit late um, today, I want to make sure that you guys have time to enjoy your Saturday. I want to talk about the next project that you have, and that is Love at First Sight, S-I-T-E. Okay. S-I-T, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let me uh, pull up the, the Indiegogo, and let's talk a little bit about that uh, and just kind of how people can um, well, first tell us about the project. And then uh, just what you expect from this particular. Um, oh, I was about to point. Well, I was about oh, to you were going to point at me? No, yeah, no, it's yeah. you. It's you. Yeah, man. I, I'll just, you know, because I'm babbling. I'm babbling over here. So. Pull it up here. No, hey, that's. This should help you out. Uh, let's see. So we have an Indiegogo account. Yeah, explain the Indiegogo. And tell us what Indiegogo is for people who don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, then I will take this part, but then you're talking about the movie. So Got Indiegogo it. is something that um, I was introduced to along with Kickstarter yep. and everything um, with back in film school because, you know, crowdfunding your projects is something that I, I guess happens. And now it's huge. Now, not only is it for films, video games, it's for products of all types, you know, anything. So if... Uh, if you're a filmmaker or anything on the independent level, it doesn't even have to be a filmmaker. Maybe you're an artist, um, a musician. It just it doesn't matter. Like check out, check out Indiegogo <laughs> because funny. you can make a video, you can make campaigns stuff, you can share your art, you can raise money, and you give perks um, to do so. And I think it's a really good platform. I mean, our first film was funded by well, a lot of our pockets, but uh, Indiegogo <laughs> as well. So, um, and that, you know, and that's the thing, like my favorite people in the world are um, Becca and Rory. Um, and we wouldn't even be sitting here today, Rory and I, if it weren't for Becca. But yes, um, let's transition to Love at First Sight though. That's the campaign. I keep messing it up now. That's the campaign. We only have so many days left, five days left. You know, please check it out. Um, if you can donate, great. If yeah. not, share it, talk about yeah. it, you know. Yeah. Donate. Okay, so Donate. that's the, that's the most important thing. You you want to uh, support this film. You want to support these filmmakers. Uh, donate. Look at them. Look at them. They already have twenty eight seven. Yeah, that's here. awesome. Uh, but we want yeah. fifteen thousand dollars, guys. We have five days. <laughs> They're getting there. I mean, if we could do fifteen, it's even better, right? Now, what do you? What is this? Um, in a in, in a nutshell, what is this film about? Uh, is it a short? Uh, I think you said. You might have said it already, or is it a feature film? Yeah. Just a bit about 
what you have planned, let's say you make the fifteen thousand, right? Mm -hmm. What what are we gonna do? It's about, well, I, I will say though before he says what it's about, it doesn't matter what at this point what we make is obviously the the thing about Ravenview and our promise is we're gonna make whatever happen no matter what, right? We want to at least state that because we don't want anybody to feel like hey they didn't hit their they didn't hit their goals they're not gonna do it. Like at the end of the day, finishing our our films and working towards our features and um, you know trying to make connections with other like uh um film distribution companies or streaming services like we're no matter what we this train doesn't stop right yeah. like that's mm -hmm. that's the thing whether we hit the full budget or not you know that's where it's at if it, it, the downside to not making our budget is just you know putting ourselves into debt for our projects being starving artists but at the end of the day you know we love everyone who's behind us and donates and just supports yeah. us and shares and no matter what our films will get done but but please donate and help make it yeah, easier or, <laughs> or, 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 or it's not not a starving artist that's never a good i don't like starving artists it's like you make it happen with no yeah, money so. yeah we're bohemian we can't we can't help it so all right. <laughs> we start it's, it's also it. it's also kind of good to mention that uh just so people know this um you know, we're not we're not always just like resting on this stuff. That's like a, a like a, the that's a fraction of you know what we're what we're spending and everything. But Matt and I, Matt and I buy up a lot of equipment on our own. Um, we definitely like I my, my actually my girlfriend bought me uh, these really amazing lights for this production for Christmas, mm -hmm. um, yeah. which is really cool. But we're constantly just like putting our own money into this too. So we're not just like you know resting on Indiegogo. That that would definitely help us, but we're also mm -hmm. just doing what we can on our end to 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 crush it. So, um, no, and, and, and that's a great way to put it. Run your ends too. this is like you're saying. You know, we're gonna make something no matter what. Uh, please help us out. Whatever we get, we appreciate. Uh, but if we can't make our goal, it doesn't mean that we say, "Oh, you know, we we didn't make the goal. We don't make nothing." Because you we're are too artists. stupid to quit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, and that's why networking is so important with the filmmakers and creative people in this area. I mean, there are people here like who will take give you your volunteer their time to help you because they love mm -hmm. filmmaking. There are people here. It's like, yeah, I'll help you out with a certain area mm -hmm. on my own time voluntarily because I believe in it. I want to make it. I want to work with you guys. You know, it's. I mean, people. We all help each other. And, and that's a good uh, point, uh, Desiree. I just want to make sure, like, if someone maybe, you know, um, cannot give you a contribution, monetary contribution, are they able to um, go to your website or go to your uh, Facebook and, and say, hey, you know, I may not be able to give you this, but I have, you know, a camera or I have um, my time that I can donate to help you out uh, making right. this show. Um, yeah. Tell Anything us helps. how they can get involved in this. Yeah, I mean, we're working with businesses now too. We um, we traveled around and we literally—I don't even know—it was fifty letters that I think we handed out. Mm -hmm. The one day, uh, Becca, Rory, and I, and um, you know, we we partnered with a couple of businesses that gave us some donations, so they're going to get their logos and stuff in the credits as well. Um, and it, it's like you know, sometimes it's from products, sometimes it's product placement, right? Because you can't have logos and stuff. So like, there's we need locations, we need products sometimes, or um you know costumes even vehicles so i mean like at the end of the day like uh anybody who reaches out i mean when they go to ravenviewproductions.com you can email us right from the home page so i mean if you're like hey i got this cool old farm truck and we need a farm truck people uh for this film so like if someone's like hey i got an old 
60s farm truck that that drives like hey email us you know we we love you we'll put your name in the credits and uh we'll put your vehicle in there too but uh, anyway <laughs> that's it's stuff yeah, like that you can help out we're we're really even like saying like anybody that helps us business wise too we were just going to be like we're going to slap your logo in the credits of our film and promote you guys when we're doing our festival tour on this one mm-hmm. so yeah anything anything that people can do because i get it it's like it's 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 hard out there it's you know every people are need their money for other things but you know it's always cool to be a part of any kind of art you know, but love at first sight rory explain this come on give the, give the people something okay um <laughs> just real quick before i start um when you were showing that video i was like man i'm really glad i wasn't wearing the same clothes today because then people <laughs> oh that would have like, been funny yeah actually that, if anything people problem. would be like if anything, people would be like, man, we should send them money. He looks, he looks <laughs> oh, yeah. falling on hard times. You should have worn the shirt. I should have worn the whole thing. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun, like, with uh, the kind of stuff I write. I make my, uh, you know, it's like, you know, when you go on, like, the, the Indiegogo, it says, you know, like, uh, struggling with an identity crisis. A lonely woman seeks her truth within the eyes of a stranger. So that's as basic <laughs> like uh, a, a thing that I could come up with to not ruin what this movie is because right. you know it, it's it's it, you're gonna love this because it you know it starts off a certain way and you're like oh that's what this movie is and then midway through it just turns on its head and you're just like oh that's what kind of movie this is and then you get to the end and you're like I didn't think it was gonna be that kind of movie so it's constantly <laughs> like you know, challenging you and, and, and changing gears. So that little brief plot synopsis is just, you know, me trying not to ruin anything. Yeah, trying not to get, we, yeah, there's, we, yeah there's uh, we don't let usually people know when there's things off limits. No one knows it's off limits because they just don't know about it. But, yeah. you know, we keep everything close to the vest, but like, please see this. And like, when this comes out, like what we did for the first film, we did a Raven viewing party. And we showed the film at Three Jacks. And I still thank everybody. If anyone's watching that came to the show, thank you because you guys, like, we had to have two showings. They, they really was a Hold lot out. of support there. And it was sold out. Sold out. Yeah. And it was fantastic. I thought that second showing was going to literally just be like, because they, they called me to tell me that the, the first showing had sold out. So then I went down to the restaurant. I was just like, yeah, it's fine. I'll rearrange some stuff and we'll Mm -hmm. open up some more seats. And we got 20 more seats. And then like two days later, they sold out. So we're like, okay, so I guess we could do a second showing. And I I thought 40 some people show up to that one. almost. Yeah, I I thought it was going to be like, like, you know, Matt and I and like a stray dog, (laughs) you know, but like, just, I think we only had like, I think like six or seven seats open that we didn't. A lot of people were standing, standing room only if you got in. And, uh, but like with, with what's going on is like, uh, now that that's happened, like we don't ever want to forget our roots, right? Even if our projects get bigger or we get more money, like we are just going to be the humble people that we are. And the people that helped us get here all the individuals, family members, friends, just, you know, acquaintances, businesses, you know, we're going to always do our Raven viewing party at three Jack. So even if we have a Hollywood budget film or the studio, whatever, we're still going to show it first at three Jacks, which is cool. And then this time around the Dietrich theater, thank you, by the way, Dietrich, uh, they are partnering with us to give us, um, our location for this film, one of them. So we're actually going to have a premiere there as well. Uh, and we're going to be able to show uh, three of our films 
there. But same with the Raven viewing party as well at Three Jacks. But we're going to have three films a show about almost an hour, a little over an hour's worth of stuff. And uh, they'll have a Q&A after that, Dietrich. So you'll be able to see this stuff on a big screen. So just if you're not following our Facebook page, definitely do so because we yep. put all our updates and stuff up there. And, go to the website. Um, yeah, the website we have, the last tab on the website takes you to all our social media. So definitely check out the website. If you have any questions of anything, like just send us an email. Like you will hear from either this guy or this guy or <laughs> Becca. Like that's how it works. We are very uh, homegrown and we, we always want to stay that way. You know, we always sure. want our responses to come from us, even so if we can't, yeah, can't write I totally it. Totally so. agree. The one thing I wanted to mention, though, just so that um, people don't think that we're being to like horribly vague about the film, because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just kind of like, yeah, it's great. That's These on you, happen. man. That's your explanation. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I, I will say one thing about it. Um, all the films that I write are probably me doing therapy. You know, because I mean, they're all <laughs> like little snapshots of my life where I was like, I felt that way at one point. Mm -hmm. And um, this one kind of crept up on me because if you'd like to see a film like this, then you should donate. Um, I think the perspective that I had when I was writing it was probably like after I graduated, that feeling of like, you know, while you're in high school, you're like, I'm going to be a filmmaker and it's going to be awesome. And then you graduate. <laughs> And, and, you know, you're just out in the world and you're like, this kid that you sat next to in the homeroom is like opening a restaurant. You're like, that guy's opening a restaurant. Like I was just eating a ketchup packet. You know, it's like, you're just sitting there thinking like, where is my life right now? And you start kind of going through this little bit of like an identity crisis. Cause you're like, I'm like, I want this more than anything. But then you kind of start wigging yourself out a little bit. Um, so like, to me, it's like this character, like where she's at is that she's just at this point in her life where she spent, you know, for, like her whole high school career going into college, just being like her priorities being so sharp and focused. It's like, she's a super student. She's like fiercely intelligent, but then like social media, like music, her friends' lives start creeping into her head and they're like. Like, you know, she sees what they have and she's like, well, wait, should I need that? Do I need that? I think I need that. I think I want that because that person has and they look happy. Am I happy? I don't know if I'm happy because the world has a way of making us doubt ourselves sometimes. And, and I'm fairly certain that did happen to me for like a good year or so where I was just kind of like, like, what am I doing with my life? And then, you know, my whole thing with that was that, it, that it's that feeling and you not trusting who you are that gets you off your path. And then you're back 10 steps for this person without ruining anything. It's a little bit more of a, uh, it's a little bit more challenging of a situation. And, you know, she might be putting herself in a good or bad position. You have to donate to find this out, but, yes. <laughs> um, but it is like a, a situation that like, you know, she starts off and she is doubting herself, but by the end of the film, it's like she has to find a way to reconnect with herself to kind of get to that thing that we all learn at some point, or at least I hope some people learn this, mm -hmm. that we are all so unique and specific. Yeah. And when we get in touch with that, that's when we're like powerful. That's when we're like the best is when we just say to ourselves, 
I get to be Rory Colarossi for the rest of my life. So I get to tell these kind of stories. I don't have to tell Spielberg stories or Martin Scorsese's or Hitchcock's. I get to be my version of a filmmaker. That's when I'm going to make my best films. And then people in like in other situations, I'm going to get everything that I think that I actually need if I can just trust myself and be myself. And I think that's fundamentally uh, the soul of the story. I just don't want to give away the plot stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that's, 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 that's amazing. And yeah, that's kind of where I and that's kind of where I fall in because like I I'm I'm such a dedicated person when it comes to film and I and it's handsome. What, like yeah, <laughs> thanks <laughs> and it lights it lights me up like when I went to the Kevin Smith Festival like seeing anybody who was famous that was there it doesn't do it for me which is weird um, I don't get to geek out but I get to geek out when I talk to other creatives right like yourselves <laughs> and so when I I read something or I hear something that like I feel something about it's like. I just have so much visual stuff that just flies up in here. And, you know, I love partnering uh, with filmmakers for that. I, I love chasing um, a visual style. And that's the thing is like, I do have my own style, but every production I work on, I, I want to at least feel like it's own. Right. Cause what I do is motivated by story thematics, um, locations, all that stuff and um, emotion. And I just, I don't know. I love what I do and I love, collaborating with other people and that's why i'm so thankful to be on your show today to be able to kind of put that out there and be able to yeah, you know, let no, people know who we are that's yeah. great and and that's a great way to put it i'm gonna have this rich uh we always ask one last question yes, of our filmmakers and she's gonna do that. then i'm going to uh close out the program and just uh give a little bit more information on things that are going on and um and, and stay backstage, okay? Because I, I want to talk to you uh, backstage before you leave. Uh, and then we'll show your uh, trailer again of the first uh, film, The Burden of Beauty, just so people know more about uh, that. But uh, go ahead, Desiree. Thank you. Yeah, so our final question for today is, what advice would you give to up-and-coming filmmakers? Whoever wants to take that first. Take or it from your angle, Rory. Oh, you want me to go? Or no, something you go that you would have told yourself. Right. You're younger self. Right. You I would say... Especially, okay, so good. That's a good one for me, I guess. I'll talk from the tech side of things. So um, as a tech guy, as like a, a, career, like a gearhead in a sense, even though I'm, I guess I'm not, um, I just know a lot about a lot of different things. Uh, don't get stuck on it. Uh, I mean, there's things that are important. And, and yes, like having better gear, better cameras, lenses, whatever helps make things look better. But I mean, we didn't have anything of real quality when we did The Bird of Beauty. It just came down to the story was fantastic getting the right actors, like not just grabbing anyone. Don't just grab your best friends. Um, like really find somebody who is connected to that character that brings something to it that you just, that you, when you see it, you're like, yes, that's better than even what I wrote or what I could think of. Um, and don't get stuck on that equipment. I mean, lighting is important. Story is important. That is like some of the biggest things I can say. And just everyone has their phone today. I mean, mine's right here. Uh, mm -hmm. and these cameras and the software and these things are insane and you can just shoot things with your phone, just spend time on the story and definitely think about lighting because everything is color contrast and depth and you can make something that looks Hollywood and professional just mm -hmm. by studying a little bit and just using time. That's free. Your time is free. YouTube and all this stuff didn't exist when I started. Yeah. Like it, it was so <laughs> hard. It was trial and error and you know, falling on your face and making really bad stuff. So my favorite line to say is it always looks worse before it gets better. Um, so I hate showing people things as I'm going, but that's my best advice from a tech. Don't get hung up on stuff. Don't be gearhead. 
YouTube every month has like, oh, this new camera for this company. They're just pushing you to buy things like get what you can get and really just focus on on your story and pay a little bit of attention to angles and lighting. That's everything. So very cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Man. And um, <clears throat> before I start, it kind of looks like I'm shouting burden of beauty. It was like, <laughs> like next to my head. Yeah. Like it does. I'm like, it. I'm a big dork. Anyway, um, what, what I would say to somebody about this is that um, a relationship with filmmaking is very much like a relationship with a person where there's like ups and there are downs. But if you just allow yourself to love it, things will work out. And I know in my in my own life, um, there's moments where you're just like, kind of sitting there thinking like, ah, this is really scary. But then you're like, wait a minute, I get to live one life and someday I'm not going to be here. So with the time that I do have, I want to do what I love, which is making movies and telling stories and working with fun, awesome people, which I got to do with that film, you know, it was just like, I got to work with the best people, got to make movies with my friends and, and it's just, you just got to believe in it and believe in yourself. And, uh, you know, so don't get, don't be surprised if people in your life get a little like weird towards yeah. you about it and not as supportive as you'd like it to be. It's not because they don't love you, but sometimes people, uh, don't always like to be reminded of what they're not doing with themselves that will creep in there periodically, but just stay on your path. It is your path. It is your path. So stay on it and you will get where you need to go. Cause yeah. literally the worst day that you're ever going to have on a film set is still better than anything that you're going to be doing at any other job. <laughs> so, yes. and I always say that yeah. the world turns anyway, time passes. We get older every year, things happen and, that world and, and Weezer said it. The world will turn and and leave you there. And so, um, just do it. I don't care if I. I mean, I'm 35 now. I don't care if it's like 10 years from now. I'm finally our films are on the big screen and we're doing it because then I have it. I'm never gonna let go. I'm gonna ride that bull, right? It's not gonna kick me off. So it, at the end of the day, just just do it. Like it doesn't matter. Things take time. This took us three years, and our first one's planned to be only three months. Like it, who cares about the time? Who cares about the effort? What you don't have? Don't get don't set yourself up to fail before you start. And there's so many people I talk to that just say a bunch of negative things. And it's like, don't, who cares? Just figure it out. There's a solution to problems. And when you can't do something, then just be creative at how to fix that. Like, so don't get stuck on all the negative and impossible things. Just get out there and do it. And, and to end it up, it's like, you know, we didn't even have a camera this fancy when we started the burden of beauty. And now it's like to move on to, you know, where we are today with our new films and like cameras that are like huge, you know what I mean? Like just take it one step at a time and, and, and you'll get there and just don't, don't quit before you start. And who cares how long it takes? Just, if you want to do it, do it and you will get there. And Desiree to, to quote Empire Strikes Back, do or do not. There is, yes. no, there is no try. Yeah. There is yeah. no try. Well, that's great. I mean, just a way to close this out. I mean, uh, I think out of all that is just follow through, finish yeah, what you said you were going to do. And, and have fun, you know, have fun in the mm -hmm. process. Uh, it's never going to be perfect because we always want to change things as artists. You know, there's always going to be something that we want to change. But if we keep on just working on it, working on it, it's just going to get better. 
you know, it's just going to yeah. get better and we're going to learn a lot of things. We're going to meet a lot of great people. I'm glad, uh, you know, we met you, uh, Rory, at a, at a, at a film meetup, uh, Matthew, this is the first time I've uh, yeah. met you, but I think it's going to be a great thing. I can't wait to see you guys at the uh, NIPA creative yeah, meetup. The meetup. Um, yeah. I hope Register. I get on time. Register. Because it's right at five uh, from work, but I I'm gonna make it, and uh, I, I just hope uh, it's gonna be a nice uh, a nice get together, and and hope other people uh, that maybe don't know this circle can get to uh, know us and and get to learn something. Because again, everybody's at a different point in their lives. Life happens, you know, things yeah. happen, but we have to just keep going. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to close it out again. Thank you so much for being here. We're very excited. I love how this talk went. It was very, very nice. Very uh, I learned a lot and I, I definitely got motivated uh, to keep on doing things. And um, there's a lot of great things got, that are going to happen this uh, 2023 uh, because every year I say this is going to be the best year. And I think this is going to be the best year, right? That's yeah. right. <laughs> it is going to be the best year. I know it. <laughs> I know it. But uh, just to uh, <laughs> what's going on right now, <laughs> right? Housekeeping before we leave, I uh, just uh, want to let everybody know that Scranton Talks is possible in part through a grant from Lackawanna Arts and Culture Department. And we are uh, very, very thankful uh, for their support uh, because we that means that we get to do more of this. We get to uh, um, collaborate. We get to do shows like this. If you want to be part of the Creative Hub, we are finishing up our newly and designed website, right, Desiree? Great, did a great job. Yeah, they were pretty much there, just fine-tuning it and tweaking it and then getting it live. Yeah, getting a couple things, that. getting a couple things finished and just adding a couple more things. But uh, when you go to our creativehub.com, you get to uh, see. I mean, you see it behind us. Uh, you know, basically, we have a streaming platform where you can put in your your work for free. You get all the views, whether it links to your Vimeo or your YouTube. Uh, it just keeps people informed of what's going on as far as films. They get to watch that. We have a community uh, networking, uh, kind of like Facebook, but better because it's just filmmaking and it's just artists uh, where we try. We're going to try to do better this year because it keeps growing where we're going to add more listings, more grants that are available for for people um, and artists to apply uh, because that is um through the Lackawanna Arts Department. They put out a great uh, grant every year. I believe they do it twice a year if I'm not mistaken, if not at least once, uh, where you get to apply in yeah. if you have a project going on, um, they uh, support it. So this is how they're supporting us. And um, I've been lucky enough to get a couple of them uh, for other projects. So definitely look into that. Uh, it's, it's a great way to get your work uh, seen. Um, other than that, uh, we said the NEPA Film Society meetup coming up. We're going to figure out the date. And uh, we're going to put it up uh, for it. But in the meantime, just make sure you subscribe to Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Desiree puts out these great shows on a podcast format. Uh, so if you didn't get to watch it live or can't watch it, you get to listen to it. Uh, listen to it. Yeah. And get inspired. But other than that, uh, I'm going to put uh, that uh, trailer so you can see it one more time. And again, uh, Matt and Rory, thank you so much. Thank for you, Matt and Rory, for being no, here. Thanks for thank having you. us. 
Thank great. you so much. And everybody have a great uh, beginning of the year. Happy Saturday. Thank you so much again for joining us on this episode of Scranton Talks. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. We have wonderful events coming up, so be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date, the Independent Film Creative Hub. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel to see any of our previous talks. They live there. If you happen to miss our live broadcast, they live on Facebook and they live on our YouTube channel, so you can check them out anytime you want. We also have this podcast on multiple platforms. I think we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, just a bunch of other platforms now. <laughs> Anywhere you get your podcasts, find Scranton Talks. You can listen to our previous talks here as well as you have been doing, which is wonderful and fantastic. Uh, feel free to message us if you would like to be on this show. We would love to share your journey with us, share your journey with others, inspire others to on their journey. Um, the Independent Film Creative Hub is here for you. It's geared to help filmmakers reach their potential in becoming successful creative artists. Be sure to visit our website, ourcreativehub.com. You can join our directory. It's free to sign up. We post things going on with filmmaking-wise and trying to connect people if you're looking for locations, looking for cast, crew, things like that to help each other in the Northeast Pennsylvania area and beyond. And we're kind of trying to redo our website, so that should be happening in 2023. But check out our website, and as for Scranton Talks on this episode, that's a wrap, and we'll see you again soon.